0: Welcome to the Spiritual Father Podcast. I am Father Adam Carrico, and this homily was recorded on March 3rd for the 8th Sunday in Ordinary Time, 11 a.m. Mass at St. Boniface Catholic Church, Louisville, Kentucky. The readings can be found at usccb.org forward slash Bible forward slash readings. There you will also find links to listen to the readings and watch video reflections on the readings. I encourage you to check those out. Thank you for listening. Enjoy. If we are honest with ourselves and with one another, I think many of us would convey at least some level of fear, of dread in living out fully the call to discipleship that we know that we are called to live. Christ Jesus, having died for our sins, calls us to a new way of life. But that new way of life is intimidating, is frightful can cause us to be concerned about the joylessness that it seems like we are being called to live. A life where we produce good fruit, but that fruit is then quickly taken from us, leaving us without, and possibly even barren, a, a lifeless tree without any fruit. But is that truly the life of discipleship that Christ is calling us to live? Is it truly that joyless? I think not, and I have uh, two stories of trees uh, to, uh, to perhaps illustrate this, uh, this point. The first is a, a children's book that has influenced at least several generations of, uh, of young people in, and in their moral formation, their understanding of what it is to give and to give sacrificially. That story is The Giving Tree, uh, written by who I have come to understand is actually uh, a very strong Catholic who uh, who wrote many other uh, books as well. And so part of me wonders if he actually intended for it to be so depressing at the end. But that remains uh, to be seen, perhaps. The Giving Tree is the story of an apple tree which itself, I think, tells us that he was indicating that there was something a little bit more to be understood here. And this apple tree desires this relationship with this young boy. Perhaps desires it in such a way that the tree almost attempts to manipulate, in a sense. Uh, But the boy uh, comes and takes from the tree, but then goes and lives his own life. And so first the boy comes and takes all of the apples all at once. Apparently all the apples that the tree ever could provide, the tree provided all at once. The good fruit of that tree was taken and the tree was left without. The boy comes back having grown a bit and desires the limbs of the tree to build his home. He then comes back as a father Desiring the trunk of the tree uh, to build the crib for his newborn child. There may be bits and pieces in there that I'm missing, but that's the gist of the story. The end of it, though, is, is dramatic and a little uh, depressing. The, the older man, having lived out his years, comes back to the stump. There's no longer a tree at all. It's just a stump, a dead a reminder of what was there. And... The old man, seemingly alone, and rather sad, sits on the dead stump, and they are together, but it's really just kind of the end. There's no continuation. They just kind of, well, sit and live out the rest of their time together, in a sense. But is that really what we're called to give as? To give in such a way that we basically kill ourselves for another person's good? Is that really what Christ is wanting us to do? An example, a story of a different tree. This tree, um, pieces of it we know very well, but I don't know if we've ever really kind of thought of it together as one complete story. This tree is another apple tree, or at least we think it's an apple tree. We really don't know what kind of tree it is but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, forbidden fruit eaten by Adam and Eve. We fall, and that tree becomes the homes, the places of of living, of people who um, don't open their doors to a virgin and her husband, a virgin preparing to give birth to the child of God. That space is not opened to them, That tree, the wood of the tree, becomes the manger, the trough, where brute animals take their food. He's laid in that manger, uh, the Son of God, in bare uh, wood. That wood then becomes uh, the wood in which this young man works as a carpenter under the tutelage of his adopted father, Joseph that wood becomes the boat in which he steps into with his first disciples, that wood becomes the table on which the Son of God has his last supper, that wood becomes the wood of the cross on which that same Son of God is hung and is killed. But the story doesn't end there. The story doesn't end with death. As it is said in our second reading, Death, where is your sting? The story doesn't end there. The wood of that tree, the wood of those houses, that trough, those homes, that boat, becomes another boat, the ship of the church. Sometimes this ship is grand and enormous and seemingly unsinkable. Other times the wood of this tree becomes the wood of a meager fishing boat that seems ready to sink at any moment, worm-eaten and, uh, well, in poor shape. But it is there. It holds the people of God together, in one boat together, making their way together. We are not called to give in such a way by this story, by Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. We are not called to give in such a way that we become the dead thing that we're not. We are called to give in such a way that we become the living thing that we are truly meant to be. The living creature, the living child of God that our baptism identifies us as, that our confirmation gives us the grace to live out, that the Eucharist, this Eucharist, every Eucharist gives us the grace to live fruitfully. We are called to live as the fruitful tree, bearing good fruit, but also bearing good fruit in relationship, the kind of relationship that the giving tree wanted, the kind of relationship where the young man built his home there, under the shade of that tree, with its apples, with its limbs, with its trunk, living fully what it was meant to be all along. We are meant to be in relationship, in this boat together. The wood, though, of that tree of original sin, though, can at times prevent us from being in relationship. The wood can become a beam in our eye, an absurd image, certainly, this beam coming out of the man's eye, preventing him from seeing the speck, the splinter, in his neighbor's eye. How does he even know it's there? He cannot get close enough to see the splinter in his eye. He has a beam sticking out of his own eye. This wood, not used to build the ship of the church, used instead to keep us apart from one another. It separates us. Pride, sin, whatever it is that pulls us apart. It keeps us from having a relationship, keeps us from living out fruitfully what we are called to live. If we have this idea that giving up our fruit is the way of sacrifice, is what Christ calls us to, we will bear fruit. But then that fruit turns rotten. It turns to bitterness and uh, division, uh, a sense of not going the way you want it to go, a bit of manipulation, perhaps, even. That is the rotten fruit that Christ warns us of. Instead, as true disciples, living out who we truly are, we are called to bear good fruit, not just once, not just a couple times, but an eternal life of bearing good fruit for the kingdom of God in the likeness of Jesus Christ who gave himself, truly as he was called to be, gave himself for us and for everyone we have ever known, for everyone we will ever know.